In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And don't go gently, y'all. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Never, ever underestimate the importance of having fun. Randy Pausch. I couldn't understand. I was like, how do you go missing on a mountain? Like, I mean, we never hike by ourselves, like on a big hike like that, uh, like Talisley will do, but I couldn't understand it. And then we summed it late. Um, and as we were coming down, we got surrounded by like, fog. yeah, what, like a white cloud just surrounded us like where you couldn't really see in front mm -hmm. of your face. And we were actually like sliding down the mountain and every single place I looked, I was like, she could have just slid off here. She could have slid off there. Like there was a million places where she could have slid off that mountain. And it was just such a eerie, weird feeling. And it was, that mountain was yeah, extremely hard. I'm Doc. And this is the John Freaking Muir Pod. John freaking your pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long. With your host and Renaissance man, Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. 
Welcome back to another week on the trail. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freaking Muir Pod. Let's start off with a reminder. If you are enjoying the podcast, take just a minute, help us out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not enjoying the pod, well, just go ahead and keep that to yourself. All right, let's get to this week's <laughs> guest. A group of young ladies who have spent some time on the trails and have some stories to tell. Welcome to the John Freaking Muir Pod LA Moms. How's it going, ladies? How's it going? Good to be here. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> so for our listeners who are not tuning in on YouTube, we have uh, we have three of LA Moms here. Actually, LA Moms is the group. We have we have they're composed of three individuals, uh, Chrissy and Nicole and Alicia. Now, is LA Moms the, the trail name? Yes, that's the trail name they gave us. When you're oh. on the PCT, you have to be named by other hikers. You have to be given a name. And the three of us did a section of it, and that was the name bestowed upon us as a group. Um, I don't know if they couldn't tell us apart, um, if we just <laughs> together with our three LA Dodger hats, but LA moms was our trail name on the PCT. Okay. So no individual trail names, just the group name. No, no. And they gave us that name because we severely overpacked, like <laughs> it was our first backpacking trip. And, uh, I think my pack was like 55 pounds. Maybe, I don't know. We started dumping stuff, but we had so much food and we were running into people like uh, no food. Eminem. They, his name was Eminem because he had tortillas with peanut butter and M&Ms. Oh, it, was, it wasn't the rapper? No, no, but his name was rapper, Eminem. Eminem. Okay, got it. And we were passing out food and wine because we brought wine with us too. And we were feeding everybody along the trail and just really trying to lighten up our packs too. But and they nicknamed us LA Moms because we had Dodger hats on, and Always. we were momming up to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we did pack heavy packs. We were only doing a section. A lot of these people that we met were going from Mexico to Canada. So they had really ultralight packs and they were running really low on food until the next stop. So the the guy who named us Eminem asked if he could share a cap spot with us. And we set up a wine bar and fed him dinner. <laughs> it's like you guys were trail angels while you were hiking. Yes. Yes. Great. We got called that as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, did. we didn't know what a trail angel was because again, like Chrissy mentioned, it was our first time and we only did a section of it, but ladies for just those three days, three nights, we were there. Um, I felt like they were spreading tales about us because we'd get yes. to somewhere <laughs> and they'd be like, they Oh, were. you're LA moms. And we're like, yeah. awesome. <laughs> so the, the people that gave us our name were hiking really late really fast so I mean I thought we did pretty good our first day we covered 20 miles yeah you know she had over 50 pounds cousin and I had 45 wow four bottles of wine and (laughs) we did 20 minutes that first day so we did not bottles it was in a bladder we're you know we're not that new but we carried that and we were doing 20 miles then 18 and everybody was meeting up three days later at a campground and when we got there everybody knew us (laughs) the LA mall they said, and then we ordered pizza for everyone. And yes, and, and when so they called, when they called you trail angels and you had no idea what a trail, a trail angel was, you just thought they're being really nice and, and complimentary. And, you know, these are just angels on the trail helping us out. Well, we weren't even offended as diehard Dodger fans because yeah. hello, Dodgers angels. Then we realized what they meant. See, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nice. Now, LA Bombs, have, have you had a chance to listen to the podcast before? No. I have not. 
No. Okay. So three, three newbies. That's okay. I only ask. <laughs> I only ask because there is a segment towards the end of the episode called the Pro Tip Inside of the Week, where I will turn to you and ask you to share some trail wisdom with our listeners to make their next outdoor experience even better. So keep that in mind. Don't be surprised when we get there. Okay. 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 All right. The Must Bring Gear Review. Another feature we've been doing this season is the Must Bring Gear Review. And here's how it works. If you were to let a stranger pack your bag with pretty much generic gear for a multi-day hike, what is the one specific piece of gear you, you would insist on being packed? And if you've got a particular brand for that specific piece of gear, even better. So ladies, what is your must bring piece of gear? And we'll take turns here. I want, I want one from each of you. So who wants to go first? Wine. <laughs> <laughs> the little tiny 19 crime plastic bottles. They're so easy to pack. But that's not gear. But go ahead, Chris. Go first. <laughs> hey, it's whatever you want it to be, girl. <laughs> Two things I, I don't go besides the water, because that's a given, is my first aid kit. And it's going to be different for everybody. Um, mine specifically has things that are basic and it has some specialty things that I would maybe need as having um, allergy induced asthma. I have an inhaler in there. The other thing that I wouldn't leave without is my solar charger um, because I can put multiple phones in here and charge them overnight in case of emergency. I can clip it to my backpack. It charges, um, you know, while we're hiking. And when we're in the tent at night, we just plug in our phones for emergency use. So those are things that I would bring besides the basics of, you know, food and water. Very handy. Okay. How about you, Nicole? Oh, I just discovered on my last trip, this is my favorite thing. It is the Garmin Explorer Plus GPS satellite. So I can text my family and my family can actually, or my friends or anybody can log on and watch my little dot move to all my locations and see where I'm at. So this is my favorite. It also has a SOS button on the side for like emergency evacuation or anything like that. Um, this is new. I, I just got this for Mount Kilimanjaro. We did not hike with any of this, but I love it so much. And uh, Garmin is awesome because uh, Animal ate mine. And I contacted them because I'm leaving on my next trip and they, uh, it's not in their policy to have to do this, but they actually took mine back and sent me a refurbished one for, um, only like $230. And, awesome. and yeah, they overnighted it and they were so awesome. I such a good company, such a really good company. And now yep. you're loyal for life. Good job. I am. Good job. Yeah, I am. That's right. Now, Nicole, I have to, to back up there a little bit. You, you said an animal ate your, your Garmin? Yes. Is that an animal on the trail or is that an animal at home? <laughs> on the trail. On the trail. What kind of animal? I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> so... So it chewed on it or it, it swallowed it whole? I mean, there's, oh, no, no, no. there's it questions chewed on here. It. it chewed on there it. Was, okay. I had to send them pictures of it. And they, besides feeling sorry for me, maybe, or bad, I think they probably got a big kick out of like the whole side was chewed off and you could see little teeth marks all along the side of it. You weren't using the, the Garmin antenna as a peanut butter spoon, were you? Um, no. <laughs> No. I wasn't. Okay. And we are really good about not keeping our food in our backpack because Christina makes us like throw it up in trees far away from away where from we where stay. Where we're sleeping. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any late night visitors. No midnight visitors, right? Okay. I don't know. We, we tend to have animals that come visit at night. Well, that's if we're if we're backpacking and we don't have bear canisters because Chrissy's very good, very vigilant about making sure everything is in its right place. We're very spoiled by Chrissy. Chrissy's like our general of hiking. Like she plans yes. it. She lets us know how much water we're going to need, you know, lets us know ahead of time where we're going to get access to clean water, all of that. She's she's our trail angel within LA Moms. <laughs> yes. And what to pack. And she researches everything. So she sends us long emails of exactly <laughs> what. And then Alicia and I open it and we skim it. I don't read it. <laughs> yeah, Alicia, as, as we were waiting for you to log on. You know what they skimmed. <laughs> Alicia, as we were waiting for you to log on, we were, we were going through kind of so, some some little stories. And I kind of got the feeling that Chrissy is really the the planner and uh, all about the logistics. Yes, she is. And that's why I said she is, you know, our leader. Even while we're hiking, she is in front, right? It just kind of went that way. It wasn't like we signed an agreement or contract while we're no. hiking. She's she our is, human compass. Yes, she is our compass. She's downloaded the trail ahead of time. Like she knows if we're doing 22 miles, where about we're going to get clean water, where you know, she's the one picking up trash on the trails. Like she is our leader, our mm-hmm. fearless leader. Okay. And she's probably the smallest one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Alicia, what, what is your must bring piece of gear? Mm. Well, I don't feel very fancy. Mine is very selfish. Um, I like any kind of comfort while we're on the trail. I am, even though we are not traditional hikers, um, like we wear our gloss with our sunscreen, right, ladies? Like, I'm not uh, and your hoop earrings chafing. I don't like rubbing <laughs> to be graphic. Yeah. So yeah. my must-have is pretty basic in the sense that I like bringing bombs as natural as possible, and I put them everywhere. I've I've never to this day had a blister from hiking. And we've done, you know, peaks and and days on days. And I think the longest we've hiked is 26 miles one day. And I still don't have a blister. And I really believe, and I, you know, we're, I should speak for myself, but I'm a curvier girl and I put that bomb everywhere. So I don't want to know what would happen if I did not have my bomb. It could be pretty <laughs> ugly. So I, I'm just to clarify, like, you, you just to clarify, must have and I must yeah. have my bomb. Just to clarify, I'll, I'll clarify for our listeners out there the spelling of this. It's it's bomb B A L M, not B O M B. She's not no, out there putting bombs bomb. everywhere. Not it's it's bomb, bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Okay. <laughs> like salmon, salmon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we're gonna talk a little I bit of more because I can't think oh. of the name. Um, but I've been using pretty much the same one all the time. But even in a pinch. I'll grab, you know, a uh, shea butter or coconut oil, just lubrication. Is that, a, I mean, I don't want to get, you know, no, keep that's... your mind out of the gutter, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it is right. purely for physical health. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I had a, a male hiker on here one time, long trail hiker. And his pro tip was that he, he used uh, Vagisil as a lube. 
to, to prevent chafing. And he said it was, it's the best thing ever. He, he has never gone back. So yeah, we, we all, we all know about chafe uh, and, yeah. you know, got to do what you got to do. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure I will survive if I ever got lost. I'm pretty confident in that. And I'm, I'm not afraid of many things. Um, oh, none of us are. I, I feel like all of us are pretty tough for being so little, mm-hmm. but I am afraid I don't like chafing. I don't yeah. like blisters. <laughs> Who does? But I mean, that is my must that I, 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 I can get. I mean, because you could put it on your lips when you start being in extreme weather. You know, I mean, look at all the climates we went through at Mount Whitney. Um, you could put it on your elbows, everything between your thighs. I mean, I could go on mm-hmm. and on. Yeah, you could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the hiking pole. Hey, another bit we do here to help us talk about gear is something I call the hiking pole. And it's not P-O-L-E, like the sticks you carry around. It's pole, pole like a survey, P-O-L-L. Okay. So the hiking pole. <laughs> I think that's pretty clever. Nobody, nobody ever acknowledges that, but you know, I'm just going to say it. Like uh, it. I okay. like it. <laughs> so I've got, I've got seven questions for you that is going to, these questions are going to help me rank you on a scale from one to a hundred on the crazy scale with 100 being completely sane and, and one being absolutely bonkers. Okay. You ready? Okay. Okay. So I, I think we have to come to, you know, I'm coming up with one score for LA mom. So this has to be oh. kind of a consensus thing. This is like okay. family feud. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, agree on an answer. Yep. Okay. First one's easy. Trekking poles. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. Why? Well, for balance, if you're carrying balance, they help us balance. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about you. Christina was chasing a marmot. Marmot. Chrissy, it's the weirdest thing. That I, Nicole is loud and clear, and I can. Yeah, you're, get you're, you're fading in and out. I'm on the other <laughs> side. There you um, go. We're all very small and petite. Mm-hmm. And we were on Whitney and there had been a landslide of boulders. And like, I think one of them, one of my cousins just said that we saw all, all types of weather. So there had been rain and there was boulders and we're so little, I had to throw my hiking sticks over the boulder, climb up on it. And when I get up on the top, what do I see? A bunch of marmots eating people's backpacks. <laughs> they had yeah, left yeah. their backpack to do the last part of the And summer. we've I'm never like, seen a marmot these, up close. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. there's these <laughs> giant things eating people's granola bars, like, out of their backpack, biting holes in their backpacks and eating them. And while I'm up there telling them it's wet and I slipped, I didn't have my poles. So the one time I threw my poles over a boulder and climbed it, guess what happened? I broke my leg. One mile from the top, snapped my fibula in half. And we still summoned it and walked all the way down. With yeah, her we finished the hike. Wow. She did not cry, never cried, nope. didn't complain. That's I said, uh oh, it's broken. Nicole is tough. There's got to be a trail name in there somewhere. Well, that was uh, Christina. Oh, I'm sorry, Chrissy. Chrissy, I'm sorry, Chrissy. I met Chrissy. I said, there's got to be a trail name in there, Chrissy. Mm, yeah, I mean, we'd already that- had LA moms. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We we didn't know that it was broken. She just well, I heard it. it. She knew. It. She kept saying it was broken, and we just didn't well, we remove were, her shoe. I was like, "Don't take your shoe off." That's all. Yeah. I was <laughs> we didn't remove her shoe. Yeah, like, I didn't want to swell up like five times the size it should be. Yeah, and so, the hike. Yeah, I had poles. So you I, know what I did? I used them like crushes. Yes. 15 miles. That was there my point. This is why you need the poles because you never know just in case you twist your ankle or something happens. If you have those poles, 
it's, you know, I mean, it's not like a helicopter was going to come get her at the top of Mount Whitney. It clearly says that before you hike it. (laughs) No rescue. So, and I didn't want to stop. We were only a mile from the top. Okay. Fair point. Very good point. I don't know which way that just swayed our score, but. Uh, You you haven't lost any points yet. So far, so good. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Here we go. All right. Next question. Boots or trail runners? Mm, Trail runners. So. I'm not a boot, (laughs) but I'm a Merrill reinforced toe hiking shoe, not a boot. And I know cousin is a boot. I bought boots for um, Mount Kilimanjaro, two pairs, and I had to wear them on summit night, but I refused to wear them basically the whole entire hike. And mind you, when we did Whitney, because we were new and we did everything backwards, we, I hiked in Nikes, um, up to the top and half dome, but they had no tread on them and I was sliding down the hill. So won't ever do that again. Um, but I like the trail runners better, but with a lot of grip. Yeah. Okay. So I we're kind of, we're kind of all over the place on this one. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Yeah. Alicia wears boots though. She likes the I wear, I wear boots for ankle support because I don't, if any kind of slip, I don't want my ankle to go rent. And thank goodness so far, you know, I prefer boots, but I have trail runners because we live in Southern California and there are places that trail runners are just better, right? They're just, yeah. they yeah. breathe, they're light. You can go in water and they dry quickly. But if I had to choose between one or the other boots, definitely. Okay. All right. Next question. When, what is your preferred uh, shelter system? Tent, tarp, hammock, or you guys just cowboy campers? No, okay, so here's our preferred. <laughs> we all do it the same. We prefer a two-man tent for three girls. We 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 really have a one-man tent, but it, but we fit all three of us in it. But I'm the tent wrecker. So Christina <laughs> will climb out halfway through the night and cowboy camp. and cowboy camp because I always flip our tent over because I'm a roly poly in my sleep. She rolls on the wall and I wake up with the wall against me, so I just go sleep outside. Now, uh, Christy and Alicia, I mean, if, if Nicole is the roller, I mean, you should put her between the two of you, right? That would kind of kind of contain. Wait, we did once right on, yeah. on uh, I think the PCT we did. Yeah, we and it's still, she's yeah. still, I still, flipped, I still flipped our tent. <laughs> I have pictures of we started off inside and then by the morning time where when the sun came up, feet were hanging out. Chrissy was out. <laughs> our sticks were there. upside down. I mean, maybe it's the wine. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was the wine for sure. So is one tent for three of you, is that strategic so that only one of you has to carry that? Or yeah. you, or, or is it? Well we, we're, well, we switch off with our tent, but I mean, we're little, so we all fit in Why one would tent. we need multiple tents? Yeah. It's also less work. Because Nicole <laughs> is a roller. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then there's the great outside and I just go out sleep on yeah yeah i'm not afraid to sleep on dirt either like i mean that's how we grew up you know so Mm -hmm. we're so lucky we live in southern california can i stress that enough i mean we have weather built for sleeping outside and we have the dodgers exactly yes (laughs) go dodgers okay this is going to be an interesting score uh (laughs) next one next question sleeping bag or quilt bag sleeping bag now, is it just one sleeping bag? <laughs> 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 
We each bring our own, but only because one or two of us might be moving out and one might be staying and rolling the tent over. <laughs> Smart. Okay. All right. Sure now here- why I prefer sleeping bag. I feel like maybe we're traditional in that sense. What do you think, ladies? Like, because we grew up with sleeping bags, like, I've never even tried a quilt. It's just in my brain that that's what you do. I, th- I right? feel like it's more cozy. <laughs> it is. You're like a little, like, you know, you're a little pee in a pod. Like, it's, yes. you zip up and it's comforting to know. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's like a mental thing. Like, okay, zipped up. We're in. Good night. You know. And no animals can get us. They have no thumbs. <laughs> now I have found that a sleeping bag can be a little bit constrictive, especially if you're a side sleeper. And so I I've gone with a quilt and love the quilt. You know, it keeps me just as warm and gives me a little bit more, more freedom of movement. We're all very petite. So it looks like we borrowed like a real adult bag. So we have plenty of <laughs> Although we could all do like a big giant sleeping bag if we use quilts. So we might yeah, have to try we, that one time. We can do two sleeping bags together. Like, you know, zip up around it. Or- and put three of us in a two bag. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we fit in a tent. I'm this, not rigid. This is, this I can is, try a quilt. Thank this you is for gone, the suggestion. This has gone off the rails. <laughs> you, keep, you keep saying petite. So I'm going to ask the question. Uh, Chrissy, how tall are you? I too. Five two. Nicole? Five two. Five two. Alicia. Five two. Wow, consistent. <laughs> so so our second name could be the five two crew, but <laughs> I like that. The five two crew. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. This next question is important. It, it's really gonna have a, an impact on your score, uh-huh. depending on how you answer. <laughs> so stove, cold soak, or stoveless? Stove. The one burner camping stove. Yeah. The one that has the little things and then you screw on your fuel, one burner. I almost set the whole entire trail on fire the first time that we used it. We didn't let her because Because it just, and I was like, oh my gosh. But you know me and I had a shovel. And we (laughs) have to bring that because our must have to eat is cup of noodles. We always have to have wine and cup of noodles for dinner. You're, you're okay. using the you're using the shovel for cup of noodles. No, no, no. no. The stove. <laughs> stove is our must have because we oh, need stove. Stove. Yes. I, 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 someone said shovel. I got confused. Oh, in case my friend like drops a stove, I have a shovel. I'm standing oh, there with a shovel. That's how she put the fire out when I started the fire. She got threw dirt it. on it with the shovel because we didn't have an extinguisher out in you know. The okay. wild. Couple things here. Couple things. One is <laughs> I love how the three of you are explaining to me what a backpacking stove looks like. It's the one, it's the one burner stove. <laughs> yeah. I'm not thinking you're carrying this huge, you know, tent camping stove out uh, up, up, up the face <laughs> of Whitney. Up there. No, no. So that's awesome. And then, you know, typically shovels and, and through hiking, backpacking shovels are used for another purpose. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but the, we do the that big too. holes. Yeah, okay. But we were lucky that we had it because it put out the fire that I started. <laughs> oh, so this is an actual thing. Nicole, you started a fire? She didn't start a fire. She dropped the stove. She okay. knocked it over while she was trying to light it. Well, and it, it started whistling <laughs> towards our tent. Okay. And so I, but I just, I don't have OCD. I'm not super bossy, but I'm just always prepared. <laughs> Maybe in a past life, I was a Boy Scout, but I had a shovel and I was standing by. Hey. I you could have been a Girl Scout. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think their motto is be prepared. 
No, our seat is always prepared. See, Chrissy, I thought you were talking about a hypothetical. Now I understand this is an actual thing that happened. That Nicole yeah, knocked, knocked the stove yeah, over. The Got it. Okay. I'm and cool. it was our first time backpacking and it was my first time using yeah, it was stove, years ago. And I, and I got very thorough directions once again from my husband, but I skimmed again. Now the sound that everybody just heard there was, was beverage being poured into a cup by Alicia. Is that uh did you did you dip into the bottle there or is that that's you still your your that was a very distinctive gurgle it's a compliment to you that i'm feeling very comfortable that i could now add okay a, an adult beverage to my okay all right sparkling water yeah <laughs> all right on to our next question life is better above or below the tree line um Above, because you went through the tree line to get there. Amen. Chrissy, that that is a very that's a a very astute observation. You're the first person to point out that you had to put in the work to get above the tree line, and and that's right. Through all of that to get above that tree line. Yeah, and I I think it's I think it's a common uh, occurrence that people think that the best sites, the most beautiful places, the best memories come after. The hardest right. work. Right. Yeah. They're too concerned about the view. Well, I shouldn't say two. We're not judgy, but we definitely enjoy the journey, right, ladies? Like we yeah, take, we make the time to be mindful. We talk to trees. We pay attention to, to lizards. Chrissy catches snakes. We name snakes. Tell them, cousin, like what what letter yeah. are we on by now? Like we um, we, yeah, we, yeah. we enjoy the journey. We're not We're on just Jay. On Jay. We're on Jay. Jay. For <laughs> boy names. For snakes. So we name ca- snakes like hurricanes. Yeah. We catch them and we name them through the alphabet. And we're on boy names. Okay. We don't oh. eat them or anything. It's catch and release. Look, <laughs> we you. treat them very well. We even like, oh. And people freak out when we post Christy catching a snake. They're like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Because uh, so many of us are disconnected from nature. And they don't understand that. Christy knows what snakes to stay away from. And we have tons of snakes. It's okay to pick up and kiss. <laughs> okay. So, so these don't have rattles on the end of them. No. 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 Okay. All right. Okay. Chrissy grew up in the outback. <laughs> so he, so, so where we live, Nicole and I, it's, it was very rural years ago. Mm-hmm. And I grew up with a very outdoorsy father and Uncle we had hills right behind our house in Saugus and we were out in hills every day and, you know, bringing home tarantulas and snakes just to see and then let go. So when my cousin would come visit me from LA, she thought she was going to the wilderness <laughs> in Saugus. Alicia was going, was like she was going out, going out to the boonies. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was magical. <laughs> and Chris has a little saying that she taught us. Yellow and red black. and yellow kill a fellow, red and black, black for the jack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because the coral snake yes. that we have, the coral snake that we have out here is completely harmless, but it's trying to imitate a poisonous one from the eastern and midwest. So just I don't want people to be afraid of them because I've actually been hiking where I see people running towards them wanting to kill a snake for mm-hmm. crossing a road. And they're good, they're good for the environment. So I will yeah. pick them up and move them and say, please don't hurt him. And 
Very nice. And I've, I've heard that saying before too, but I could never keep it straight. So I couldn't tell which one was poisonous, which one was, was, uh, was harmless. So it didn't do me any good. Well, again, if you don't know, just stay away from snakes, but you don't need to kill them because right. yeah, exactly. they serve a purpose, you know, yep. we're, we're all meant to be here. And so Christy thankfully helped me not be afraid of snakes. Um, that's one of the reasons I broke up with my ex-boyfriend because he was really terrified of everything. Including snakes, though. So. <laughs> so, so you're you're, 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 dating, <laughs> you're dating a guy, and Chrissy convinces you not to be afraid of snakes. You're no longer afraid of snakes, but he is, and that's just too much. That's the last straw. Well, you, no, it's not the last straw, okay. but it didn't help him. <laughs> okay. It wasn't on the pro side of her pro. Yeah, we we need more he pros and points. <laughs> All right. Now, here's the question I know you've all been waiting for. Long trails in, in the United States. You have, you have the Appalachian Trail, got the Continental Divide Trail, and we have the uh, Pacific Crest Trail. And they all go north to south or south to north, depending on which way you're facing. So should these trails be hiked northbound, which is Nobo, southbound, Sobo, or flip-flop, which means you start in one direction and then you flip-flop and you, you, go, the, you, you go to a different part of the trail and go the opposite so direction. So the only one we've done a section of, and the only one that I've stopped and talked to the hikers that are doing the whole thing would Mm -hmm. be the PCT. And 90% of the people I've talked to have been going northbound, starting in Mexico and ending in Canada. Mm -hmm. So both. And they swear by it. They'd be like in the, they said the desert. Right. The worst. Because they would have to hike um, at night and then Mm -hmm. sleep during the day. Right. It was so hot. Yeah. Now, Chrissy just described a northbound hike, which is Nobo. And Alicia nodded her head and said, yes, Sobo, the only way to go. <laughs> so what, again, this is why I'm mapping them out. And northbound. Nobo. <laughs> yes, because right. I don't even remember passing stuff ever, ever. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't remember. We weren't here. And she's like, yeah, we were. You sat here. You And I was like, no, I don't remember. <laughs> Okay, let me do um, some quick math here. We, we finished the seven questions. Let me tally up your score. We're going to carry the two, going to divide by three, multiply by pi, and we come up with a pi solid pi. score of 81. 81. So you're, you're, you're kind of towards the, you're closer to sane than you are crazy, but you do have oh. distinct bits of craziness. Okay. I, I, I can live with that. I okay. This is due to the hiking. Yeah. I, I mean, I, uh, you ain't lying. You ain't like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey! Before we take our first break here, let's uh, let's get a quick sense of where you guys grew up and how the three of you came to know each other. Obviously, the cousins, you know, they know each other from the family. But how did how did Nicole get involved in this in this whole situation? So, so we live out in the same area, and I've known her. I'm trying to do the math in my head right now. I mean, I want to. We were pregnant together, but I've known you for thirty yeah. years. Yeah, for thirty years. So um, we've been friends since forever and we had babies at the same time and just have always been close and, and shared short maternity clothes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and um, cousin, like and you, you said, guys have always we, lived close to one another, yeah, really close to each other. And, um, and so we've always hung out. And when I was hiking for mental health, got her involved in that when she needed it yeah. and it just went from there. And then she became one of the cousins. Yeah. Did you go to the same and high a, school? And a Dodger fan too, to boot. Yeah. Did you guys go to school <laughs> together? Without being a Dodger fan. 
<laughs> Did you go to school together? No. No. Okay. All right. Well, easy enough. <laughs> Next topic. Um, what, what do you guys do to finance your adventures? How do you pay the bills? Okay. So as our jobs, is that what you're asking? Yes. Yes. Um, because yeah. most of my hiking is free. <laughs> 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 Mine is not, and either is no, my equipment. Um, but to buy the equipment that I do need, um, I work with children. I work with special needs children as a um, as a behavior therapist, and mm -hmm. so I work in schools and in homes. Um, I love it. And tell them what you do with the rocks. So part of what I love about my job is I get to get some of those kids out on the trail or into nature for the very first time. Um, I kind of make it fun for them. Um, we can paint rocks to work on fine motor skills. We can go and walk in the dirt, work on gross motor skills, following direction, learning safety. So I work with kids and I like to bring a little bit of my hiking life to them that way. Fantastic. That's great. Therapy. Uh, how about you, Nicole? Um, I do bookkeeping from my house um, and then for like several clients. And then I'm also a spin instructor um, at a few gyms. Okay. Spin instructor, meaning uh, the stationary bikes? Yes. Because yes. I, yes, not, not, I not, cannot not, ride an outside not, bike. Not like the, uh, <laughs> no, when I, when, I hear, when I hear spin, I think of, you know, when we were kids and you those commercials of the kids, the sit and spin kind of stuff. <laughs> I love sit and spin. That was like yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, no, it's a stationary bike because um, I cannot ride a real bike outside. I crash. We found that out in Redonda Beach. Yes. yes. Nicole, you, you sound modest. like you have some stories. I Nicole, do. Nicole, can, she could be a personal trainer. I mean, she might get paid for that, but she's super fit. She knows her way around a gym, which intimidates me. So both of these ladies are very... Uh, skilled in their their career choices mm -hmm. when she says spin instructor that might be her like main gig but honestly nicola you could be a nutritionist you could be a personal trainer you could be a professional i was a uh, personal trainer but that's what i'm saying like <laughs> <laughs> okay and how about you alicia um alicia's our celebrity in the group <laughs> no no <laughs> i um and the best photographer we've ever had with the best pictures. Okay, wait. So really quickly, and you can edit this out because it's your podcast. But <laughs> I said years ago that we should do a hiking YouTube. Remember? I, before yes. the pandemic, before everybody did it and it became super saturated. Because I realized while we were out there that more people sh like really, you know, the Japanese call it forest bathing and, and, and our indigenous cultures here like the ground the word grounding literally means putting your foot to the floor like it's yes. so helpful you heard Chrissy my cousin say earlier that she needed hiking it wasn't just a hobby or a pastime like it helps it helps with you know your mental with stress everything your mental health so anyway back then I was like oh we should do a podcast or no, I said YouTube because podcasts weren't even huge back then mm -hmm. and then we were like yeah 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 and then we never did it <laughs> because everyone we ran into on the trail was always like, you, like we didn't wear hiker clothes, obviously. Yeah. And uh, we still like, we're hiking with like, Alicia still like has her makeup on and we have our makeup on. And we're still, and everyone's like, you guys don't look like you guys are 
hikers. And we're like, oh, we are? We're like diehard hikers. Remember the rangers at, on Mount Whitney? They're like, yes. They're like, <laughs> yes. Okay. So how does Alicia pay the bills? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I call myself a storyteller. I am a journalist. Um, for almost 20 years, I've been doing radio and morning tele- morning radio and morning television in Los Angeles. But during the pandemic, I stopped being on television. I went, like so many other people, got sent to work from home. So then I focused on online uh, reporting. And I focused on the good deeds of good humans during what is like the worst time of our recorded history, right? This pandemic. And then even that was not enough. And so I'm no longer with that station. And I'm currently, so then I started traveling and I started sleeping because I don't know if you know anything about morning news. I had to wake up at 2 a.m. And I still tried my best to keep up with these badass ladies. But um, I'm, I'm still deciding whether I even want to go back to traditional media because one thing it's taught us, like, look at you, sir. Like you've created your own space. You're telling your own stories mm-hmm. and I'm very encouraged by people like you. And so oh, thank you. Maybe I'm going to do my own. Maybe I will start that hiking YouTube channel <laughs> <laughs> for people who don't look like traditional hikers and it, you can be intimidated. And, and Chrissy, Chrissy's that, that person that when we're on the trail, she's like picking up trash. And, and Nicole is always like reminding us of like, what the strain is on a certain incline on our knees and, and how to fix our something if we get hurt. And I mean, I didn't know that tape could do such things, just plain old tape. Like, <laughs> tape. These are amazing things. <laughs> KT tape. We all have gifts and, and I just want to encourage everybody to get outside. And even though the pandemic did encourage a lot of people to get outside, which is awesome because that's all we want now. I feel like we're leaning towards, okay, there is a certain responsibility because I feel like we're, we are all environmentalists in our own way. And you just because you're out there, does it mean it's just please take care of it kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know? Yep. And so maybe if we did more stories about the places, especially here in Southern California, I mean, we see tons of Modelo boxes full of empty beers and condoms and like, Toilet and paper, masks, the surgical masks right now, all over the trail. Mm-hmm. I did like, a local what? Hike. What are you doing? <laughs> I just did a local hike this this weekend, and I found Powerade bottles and McDonald's iced coffee. With the coffee was still cold, someone had just dropped it in a waterfall. And you know, and I'm getting iced coffee spilled on me because I'm shoving everything in my bag in my backpack and. I was so frustrated. I was just so frustrated. And that's my therapy time and, and mm-hmm. whatever. So I just had to take a deep breath and be like, okay, well, I'm taking it out and I'll check it again next week. <laughs> <laughs> and it's but not very frustrating. We're not being rigid or weird, like judgy. I'm just want I just want us to all be able to enjoy it for many generations, kind that's of right. thing. You know? And so I hate using the word etiquette because it sounds like a rule and if you look at us, do we look like extreme, like rule? I mean, we can break some rules if we want to <laughs> trust us. <laughs> However, when it comes to taking care of our trails and mama nature and stuff like that. So I feel instead of going online and being like, Hey, don't do that. We can 
post beautiful trails just here in Southern California alone, even though we've all been to other states and, and places and countries um, mm-hmm. to hike. But if we were to do stories about how to take care of the trail while we're on it, by example, yes. there, that's probably I'm, 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 I'm pontifical. I, I just want to say we should take care of the trails and we should do it um, by leading by example. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And we're going to talk about some of those local trails when we come back after the break. And in honor of this sentiment that, that the three of you are talking about, I'm going to encourage everybody to read about the seven principles of leave no trace. Very yes. important to conserve our environment and preserve those trails for, for future generations. So Hit the pause button, go find, go, go look up, leave no trace. And uh, you can rejoin us right after the break. Be right back. From the back country to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water using time-released liposome technology topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going, knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. The John Freakin' Muir Pod is sponsored by Outdoor Vitals, the ultralight backpacking gear company whose mission is to improve the mental, physical, and emotional health of mankind by facilitating impactful outdoor experiences. Outdoor Vitals creates innovative technical products with confidence inspiring education that empower outdoor ultralight adventurers. Their focus on performance enables you to live ultralight with gear you can actually be confident with. Whether you're looking for an ultralight sleep system, shelter, or pack, or if you're looking for top quality apparel for the trail, you can find it at Outdoor Vitals. Do yourself a favor. Live ultra light. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. All in one place, for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like... My creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. And welcome back. Now that you're all up to speed on Leave No Trace, let's talk about some of those local trails. Um, We were just talking during the break about a local trail that I've done, and I know the three of you have done, the Bridge to Nowhere. And the Bridge to Nowhere, is it's a great hike. It's five miles out, five miles back, and it's it's relatively flat, not too not too steep, not too severe. There's a, a little river that runs that you you got across it five, six, seven, eight times, and there's this bridge out there. 
Hence the name bridge to nowhere hike. It's out <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And what, 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 uh, what fun things happen on the bridge, ladies. Bungee jumping. <laughs> bungee jumping. Whose idea was it to go bungee jumping? So my boyfriend has always wanted to do it. <laughs> he had wanted to do it. And I bought him a gift certificate for his Easter basket last year. And my crazy friend, Nicole was like, I'll do it with him. I'll do it with him. So I was like, okay, because cousin and I are just going to be one of those the spectators. We're going to hike in with everybody. Cheerleaders. Yeah, we were going to be the cheerleaders. <laughs> Go, Nicole and Jason. So we did. We hiked in with them. And that was the first time we did it. It was in April. And they just went for it, both of them. I think my boyfriend even said, I want to go again and went backwards. So I was like, this does look like fun. It does look safe. And it was Bungie America. And I wouldn't let like my best friend or my boyfriend jump off if I didn't think they were safe. Um, So then I was like, wait a minute, why am I not doing it? So I thought about it for a while and I watched Nicole over and over. And I said, (laughs) you know what? My birthday is coming up and I feel like I need to overcome this fear for yes. my birthday. Cousin, you want to do it with me? Yes. <laughs> and they did. They did it. So we went yeah. back in August last year for my birthday and we, um, and we did make a change. We did not hike in with the group. That was a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. There was a huge group of like right. 50 to hundred people. So we asked um, the owner, Ron, can we just make our own way in? And we did. We, we went ahead of everybody and we went on our own and met the group there and much better did the bungee um cousin and I jumped that time and we hiked down to the pools and went swimming and you know hiked back out it, it was a great day it was exactly what I wanted for my birthday so I mean we time. did it and we picked up an entire kitchen bag of trash on yeah. the last mile out nice very good <laughs> now did you wh- where was the bungee attached was it attached to your to your waist or to your feet to our waist they only do waist now waist. Not okay. anymore it's very regulated and safe mm-hmm I've done feet off a crane uh, at a plastic fair. I know, super fun. Sounds safe. <laughs> Sounds safe. Yes. Sounds safe. Um, so I was expecting that. And then they said, no, by the waist. I kind of liked the feet a little bit better than the waist, but I mean, it's probably safer with the waist. Yeah. I did the Bridge to Nowhere hike with my family. I've actually I've done it several times, but I took my family out there one time because my three kids wanted to do, to do the bungee jumping. And so awesome. we did hiked they do out it? there. They did it. My daughter, my oldest daughter, uh, she was probably uh, 21, 22 at the time. Um, she wanted to go first. She volunteered to go first. I'm like, honey, you don't need to go first. Let somebody else try out the equipment first. Make sure, <laughs> make sure it works. And then, and then, <laughs> then you go, no, no, she had to go first. So, you know, it was a lot awesome. of fun. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. All right. What other local hikes have you guys done in, in Southern California? Um, Mount Baldy was one mm. that we did. Um, mm-hmm. Love that one. We did. Well, cousin and I did Strawberry Peak. I okay, couldn't, find, let's, that. Let's, couldn't let's, find the trailhead. My friend with no direction. I took my top off. <laughs> <laughs> I drove all the way there and I couldn't find them. And I was really, really hung over and I was like <laughs> going back home. So where, where is Strawberry Mountain? Strawberry, Strawberry Peak. Peak. Strawberry Peak. Where it's one that? of the six, it's, it's one of the six, six back peaks and okay. it's off like the 210. You go back in the Angeles forest there okay. that way. And Nicole went like two or three hikes away and stopped way too soon, but we had no service. So, you know, yeah, no service up there. This mm-hmm. is why we have the GPS satellite tracker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we do. Woo! so cousin and I did strawberry peak. Um, and then we did iron mountain. Oh, iron mountain. Iron mountain was the worst. People say you train for Whitney on Iron Mountain. No. I feel like Whitney trained us for Iron Mountain. I, I did 
Whitney with a broken leg and and Iron Mountain was harder. Iron Ma- I'm going back for Iron Mountain because I was not happy. We started in the dark. We finished in the dark. I literally, you know what? That mountain, seriously, it stole a piece of my soul and then it oh. flicked me. It flicked me. Like half of it. Let's go, me. Let's, go over, let's go over the logistics of Iron Mountain. How, lo- how long is the hike? So from you park down below from mm-hmm. where you park from Bridge to Nowhere, the trailhead's at the same spot, but we had to park pretty far down. Um, it was 19 miles total from our car to the peak and back. Okay. But we did add a little bit because we went in the dark and you know, you've been to the Bridge to Nowhere trailhead. Mm-hmm. We missed that trailhead. That to you start Iron Mountain. Mm-hmm. We were trying to. So avoid. we went all the way to like Bridge to Nowhere. We went down trailhead. to the river and we're like, this isn't right. So we doubled back. But we were trying to avoid a very not pleasant campground porta potty and when we were trying to avoid that the trailhead was right behind it so um but we had a backtrack and it added miles but the logistics of that hike are it's so steep and that's fine but the last mile mile and a half you're scrambling and it's gravelly with drop-offs on either side um you know there's people missing from that mountain and you have to go slow and steady and for every step you took forward you would slide slide back. back So that last mile was very, very slow. And coming down that last mile, both of us have bruises from that one. And we had pulled. Oh, we fell so many times. I've never fallen so many times on a hike. And you know, what was so weird is I had like a very like uneasy feeling anyways, because uh, a lady had went missing on that mountain. Yeah, it wasn't that long. And I couldn't understand. I was like, how do you go missing on a mountain? Like, I mean, we never hiked by ourselves, like on a big hike like that, uh, like Talisley will do, but I couldn't understand it. And then we summed it late. Um, and as we were coming down, we got surrounded by like, fog. yeah, what, like a white cloud just surrounded us, like where you couldn't really see in mm-hmm. front of your face. And we were actually like sliding down the mountain and every single place I looked, I was like, she could have just slid off here. She could have slid off there. Like there was a million places where she could have slid off that mountain. And it was just such a eerie, weird feeling. And it was, that mountain was yeah. extremely hard, mm-hmm. but I'm going back for seconds. Cause I'm not happy with, you're not going to you're not gonna, take my soul back. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're not going to let it beat you. It's not going to, not going to conquer you like that. So no, at that mountain. <laughs> So I, I have questions though about, I understand, you know, getting lost uh, on the way to, to, you know, up Whitney or something or, or, or uh, Iron Mountain, but I always hear about these people who need to be rescued from Towsley Canyon. What is going on there? How, so, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. What? It's a loop. You it's walk a loop. in, you look around. Do you know who has <laughs> called me panicking while I'm getting ready for work? Do you know who's called me panicking? Nicole's this raising one. her hand. Yes, because we live here. We do this. I think we've done this hike 200 times together. Even cousins done it with us at least 100 times. And I don't like to go to the same path. I don't even like to take the same way home. So I'm like always looking at different spots. And I'm like, I'm just going to go this way or this way. And it's like not even on the path. But I was like, got a little spun around. And I was like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> while I'm getting ready for work and I'm like describe where you are where did you turn off and I said I know where you are keep going you're going to end up at the road that meets with the main five mile loop you're on the two mile loop that started at the ranger station and ends at the 
Yeah, I knew right where she was. I said, just keep going. Now Nicole, I know Nicole, every single inch of that mountain. Nicole, you weren't you weren't helicopter evac'd out of uh, no. Towsley Canyon. I would never. I would have sat there with my tinfoil blanket over me until someone walked by and I followed them out before I called a helicopter. <laughs> I would have called into work and went and got her. Okay. Hey, back to Baldy for a second. You guys, you guys hiked the whole thing. You didn't take the, uh, the ski lift up, did you? No. Okay. There's no cheating like that. No, no, no. We walked it. We walked it. And one day we just up and back. I mean, that one's a beautiful hike and Mm -hmm. it was pretty easy because like I said, we did everything backwards. When you start with Whitney. Yes. That's what it's been. We started with Whitney and then did everything else. We did Whitney first. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then we're going to Baldy because that says that's how you're supposed to train for Whitney. And we're like, this not really get you ready for Whitney, but okay. Now you, you mentioned six pack of peaks and in the six pack of peaks, you know, the creator of six pack of peaks was, is Jeff Hester of uh, SoCal hiker. And he's been on the podcast. Great guy, great friend of the podcast. And generally when you do the six pack of peaks in Southern California, your last peak is Mount Whitney, right? You're doing the others <laughs> yeah, yeah. to prepare. That's why we to, did it backwards. To build up <laughs> to doing Mount Whitney. You guys started with Mount Whitney. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. when any, any one of the three of us was having a rough time and we would text each other on the group or, you know, reach out to each other and be like, oh my gosh, this is really hard. You know, I would just chime in and be like, but you guys did Whitney. Like you can handle this. That was our thing. That was our thing always. But we did Whitney. But we did Whitney. But you did Whitney. Hey, we should make shirts. But we did Whitney. So (laughs) to remind My dad has run like um, 50 marathons. He ran uh, 50 miles on his 50th birthday. He did Whitney, and when we, I, I said, we're, well, we're going to do Whitney, but we were like new, newly hikers, kind of, and my dad was like, that was the toughest thing I've ever done. I've done triathlons, I've done, and my dad was telling me this, and so my our families were all like waiting for us to get off Whitney to see if we made it or summit it, and when I told oh. my dad, remember, we were at breakfast, and my dad called, and he goes, you made it up Whitney. You really made it up Whitney. And I was like, yes. He goes, Notice that was the that hardest thing I did. I did. He goes, I honestly, how did you make it up? I mean, you didn't get sick. And I was like, dad, and my dad is a, a, a sober guy and has been sober for years. And I was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but we had four bottles, three, right? Four. Oh, okay. Bottles of wine. And I wasn't sure if I felt altitude, not on it. If I had altitude <laughs> sickness or if I was really hung over. So I just kept hiking. <laughs> so <laughs> my dad was like, that's how you made it up, Whitney. You didn't know if you were hung over or not. And I was like, yeah, truth. And we decided to do it in one day for a very important reason. So, you know, we did like, I'm the logistics person. I read and read and researched and it said you should go to the base camp and acclimate for the day, you know, mm-hmm. at the 12,000 mark. Most people do. Um, and then try to hike the peak and back and then like rest there again and then come out and do it in three days. The rule about the restroom with oh, the blue bag. Yeah. No, we weren't I doing was like, mm, you know, there's a way to just get a permit and do it in one day. Let's do it in one day. So we stayed at the lower Whitney portal campground and we just did it in the one day because of that blue bag rule. And we did. That's activate. right. Let me, let me just clarify for our listeners out there who may not be <laughs> familiar with the Mount Whitney zone. If you're in the Mount Whitney zone, you are not allowed to, to uh, use your shovel to dig a hole and do your business. You, you've got, they give you a, a bag. It's called a wag bag. Um, the poo bag, not a yeah. flag bag. <laughs> no, no. Wag, W-A-G is wag stands for something. I'm not sure what it is. 
it's not Wait. wives. It's not wives and girlfriends. Um, it's it's <laughs> something else. But you have to you have to poop in the bag and uh, carry your poop out with you. You can't leave your poop in in the Mount Whitney zone. So that's that's what uh, Chrissy is referring to, and that that is the motivation for doing it in one day. That's right. a good point. <laughs> but then Bill, our campground manager, was so nice the night before, and he came and hung out with us and. Um, you know, we ate a big meal the night before and drank a bunch of wine and we slept about two and a half hours. Well, our campground friends around us didn't like us because we were playing music and eating Snickers and drinking wine and they were going to bed outdoors and joined the outdoors and the, well, they were going to bed at five. (laughs) And then as we were coming up, they we're coming down because they couldn't make it because they got altitude sickness. And they didn't I have literally wine. think they were looking at us like, how are you here? These <laughs> girls sat there and were partying till midnight, <laughs> drinking wine, and then hit the trail at two. They should have, they should have asked for some wine. They could have made it. It was just a nap. We took a nap and we hiked mm-hmm. and we finished yes. it in one day. And um, remember Chrissy, my, my uh, BF at the time, when we said we were going to do Mount Winnie because we did it backwards. We started with Mount Winnie. Yeah, he was like, that's ambitious. Again, yeah. there were all these non-believers. My dad, when I told my dad, we were just like, people die out there. Like there was not a lot of support for us <laughs> to do it, which probably motivated us a little bit more. <laughs> now, Alicia, that that BF, was he the same one that was afraid of snakes? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cumulative effect there. I see. I see what's going on. Okay. Yeah. He had to go. Okay. Now, Nicole is, is uh, 14, five. Is that the highest you've ever been? No, no. Uh, no. Mount Kilimanjaro is 19,341 feet. Wow. And I'm going to go a little higher this time. Okay. Maybe. So we're gonna get to that in a second, but tell us about the Kilimanjaro trip. Did the three of you take that or was that just Nicole? No, just Nicole. Okay. No, I went Nicole. by myself. All by yourself? I went by myself and I met, um, well, she went with a group because I met a group out there, uh, through like a. Nobody I knew, but it was through like a tour, G Adventures. Um, okay. And uh, it was was very hard. I got um. I actually came back with a mild, very mild frostbite on six of my fingers. Ooh. So I'm um invested in some very, 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 very uh, good expensive gloves for this next trip because I heard if you get it once and. It comes back with like a vengeance, your frostbite. So I don't want that again because it was, it was uh, Keely and I actually didn't know you can get mild frostbite. I'm like, well, my fingers aren't black. Well, but I couldn't feel the tips of them and they were uh, blistered and peeling. Ouch. Tough, tough, tough detection, that kind of condition. (laughs) Her phone's always dead anyways. My (laughs) phone's always dead. So Nicole, tell us solar charger. <laughs> Nicole, tell us the difference between 14.5 and was it 19 1, 19 2? 19.3. 19.3. 19.3. That's I know when I was at the top of Whitney, uh 14.5, you're moving slow. You're taking frequent breaks. Uh, you know, the, the air is rare up there. And I can't even imagine what it is at 19.3. I was uh with a group of seven, and me and another lady were the oldest out of the group. And I actually was behind like very slow behind uh i was extremely nauseous um i i didn't feel good at all and i knew i needed to slow down 
And so one of uh, the guides stayed with me, two guides actually stayed with me. My hugest problem on Mount Kilimanjaro, again, was I um, skimmed (laughs) my email information. I missed a very, very important part of equipment. And that was a a thermal cover for my bladder um, and my hose. And my water froze solid on my back and on my hose at 1.30 in the morning. So I did not have water, which is a key part of not being sick. Um, And so my guide had extra water. He uh, shared it with me. And eventually I caught up with the rest of my team and I actually passed four of them because they were throwing up um, before they summited, like on the side. Everybody was throwing up actually that you were passing. And I thought altitude sickness, like when you're throwing up, you need to come back down. But they were like, oh no, when your eyes are bulging out and your legs are like waddly, like a deer on ice, that's when you have altitude sickness. (laughs) He told us, oh, yeah, you'll throw up a couple of times on the way up. And I was like, what? (laughs) But um, I didn't. Thank goodness. Um, And I have uh, I brought some Zolfran already prescribed for the doctor for my next trip coming up. Uh, I know at like 17,005 is when I was not feeling, you know, very good. But then once you sleep and wake up, then you feel better and you're acclimated and We'll see. My uh, biggest challenge, I feel like it's going to be the cold. Okay. Now we've referenced it a couple of times, but we haven't actually gone into detail. Your next trip is is to where? Uh, to Everest, to Everest Base Camp. Uh, Everest we're going to Base Camp. And then we're going to uh, Labouche Peak High Camp. So, um, and then back down to Everest at Base Camp. Okay. So do you know the altitude? I already know the answer to this because you're not a logistics person. Do you know the altitude of Everest Base Camp and Labouche Peak? Everest Base Camp is like 17 something. I don't know. (laughs) Close. We're we're in the neighborhood. Okay. 17 something. How about, how about Labouche? I think it's a little over 19. Okay. (laughs) Something like that. So (laughs) at Labouche, will you be higher or, or lower than Kilimanjaro? Uh, higher if I decide to take that peak. Uh, so this is that ice climbing. Um, this is the axe and, uh, rope climbing. Um, and we haven't really done that. So, uh, I'm climbing with the climbing the seven summits team. And they said that, you know, they can show you and help you out. I would have to hire my own, uh, Sherpa with me. So I'm not like lagging down the team or if I need to come down or if I don't make it up. So, uh, I was just teetering with that and I wasn't going to go, but then I found out just a week ago when I read that itinerary that we're staying at like Labouche high camp. So I was like, well, why wouldn't I just take that summit thing? I'm already staying there. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm, I'm still teetering with it. I leave in 10 days. I'll figure it out. You read through the whole email and you don't. Yeah. Chrissy, Chrissy, you need to, you need to sit down. Chrissy, Chrissy, you need to sit down with her. You need to read the email to her. Make sure that she gets all of the information. Chrissy will plan out and write out your whole itinerary girl. Like what you should take, (laughs) where. I like being surprised kind of. I don't want to know every single thing. (laughs) 
Now, Chrissy and Alicia, you're not going? No. No, can't make it. I really wanted to go. Nope. So I wish. Like, how long are you going to be gone? 27 days. Yeah. Can't do that. That's a big commitment. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. I have a kid. I, I have two kids. My husband is super awesome. Yeah, very, super very yeah. supportive. And he will be home with them. Um, and he holds down the fort and my little mini zoo at home. And he's really, really, really supportive. I actually wanted to give up on Mount Kilimanjaro and uh, a text came through on my satellite and he was like, you're at 18,000 something feet. You're almost there. You got this. And I literally was like, okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. I got this. It was like one of those, like uh, from that movie, American Beauty, Annette Benning, when she like slapped herself and <laughs> tells herself, get it together. Nicole, <laughs> congratulations. That was the first American Beauty reference we've had on the podcast. 150 episodes. First one. Nice job. All right. Hey, let's go back uh, a bit here. I want to talk about Half Dome because I, I feel like I did a Nicole. I pulled a Nicole when I did Half Dome. Um, you know, I had a couple of buddies who had hiked it the, the, uh, the year before and they said, yeah, it's, it's a good hike. You know, I said, do you have any advice for me? And they said, yeah, bring, bring some gloves for the cables. And so, okay, well, I brought gloves, but that's all, that's all the research I did. I didn't do anything else. Right. And so I showed up with a couple of, uh, sort of my son and my, uh, my other buddy. And we did the hike and we get to the cables. That is no joke. No, that, it, I did not like it coming it was, down. Yeah. They say it's 45 degrees. It, uh, I beg to differ. I think it felt like 70, 80 degrees incline. I mean, it was, it was gnarly. And I find out later that people die on this thing. And there's, there's nobody out there giving directions on, on who who's goes, who goes up, who's coming down. It's a free for all. People are going up, people are coming down. Uh, nobody's taking turns. It's just uh, a wild free for all up there. And I felt like, oh man, I should, I should have read up on this a little bit, a little bit more. Was that, uh, I didn't want to come down. I actually stayed at the top. So called I, my husband and said, I'm not coming down. I'm I did the research. Stay. I did the research. Of course you did Chrissy. Okay. <laughs> and I needed to go kind of a last minute thing. I needed to go. Um, it was a bad anniversary for me. The anniversary of my father's death. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go and do it on that day. So, um, we went and we knew, okay, we we're going to have to get permits right at the base, you know, where you could hop onto other people's permits because they all buy one and it's going right. to be up to six people. No one knows that they're five bucks for six people. So we said, okay, we're going to do this. Um, we drove up, we stayed the night at my other cousin's house, very close in Mariposa. And we started in the dark. We had to drive the long way around. There's a fire, of course, near Yosemite. And I did the research and I said, sticky shoes. I bought a brand new pair of my Merrells for it. And I had, um, really nice like work gloves with like the leathery suede. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, we're going to do this. And Nicole was like, but I talked to other people and they said it was, and I'm like, but I'm telling you it's granite <laughs> and granite is slippery. I've been to Yosemite a hundred times. Granite is slippery. So when we got there, um, it's also all upper body strength. And so I have none. I'm like T-Rex she's, arms. She's all <laughs> lower body. Um, so I, I have a problem with jumping off a bridge. She doesn't. I did not have a problem with the cables. I just went up and then I went back down after we hung out on the top. And then I looked around and I said, where's Nicole? Um, I sat on the side of the mountain crying. <laughs> and then, you know, 
I saw those like Y cables, I think they're called. Like you could, I didn't have them. And we, then where you clip it, onto the cables. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this, and I had, um, wore the shoes that I wore to Mount Whitney, which were super old, like running shoes. Yes. They were Nikes and they had no tread on them. None. Like I, I took a picture of the bottom of my, the guy that was behind me was like, what were you thinking coming up here with these <laughs> shoes? And I was like, I don't know. I don't want to go down. <laughs> so anyways, he clipped his cable onto me and then I clipped my backpack strap onto the cable, which was not going to break my fall at all, but maybe would have given more time to like hold on to something or grab onto something. And I took probably two hours to get down because it was just terrible. I was, I tried to go down backwards and my feet slid. And then because I have no upper body strength, then my hands with no gloves slid down the cable and it just, it really sucked. Um, they were called the rock monkeys and they rock climb everywhere. And, uh, I sent them, uh, gift cards to pizza and beer because they missed their dinner because they stayed with me and brought me down the mountain. And then I met up with them at Texas Canyon back in Texas Canyon. Super cool. Everyone rock climbs up there. And I went like, uh, rock climbing with them, um, with the proper shoes and proper nice. gear. Big shout that out was to a the- lesson for me. Like I, from that point on, I did not skimp on any gear. I did not think I know more than the mountain. That mountain really put me in my place. Big- and you know, what's so funny. Chris and I took a picture. Oh, this is so bad. And I posted it and said, um, like I always said, I was coming for half dome and I called half dome my bitch. And I was half Jones bitch coming down that mountain. <laughs> Big shout out to the rock monkeys. Nice job. Yeah, they were awesome. Now, Alicia, you've been strangely quiet. Were you not part of this trip? She did not. No, I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> oh, I know. I Bummer. I'll get there. She, she <laughs> did Angel's Landing, and which was super. Chicken to go up it. Chrissy, lean into the microphone a little bit. Not us, but my cousin did Angel's Landing, uh-huh. and th- someone that we won't mention, but put it the in the snake hater didn't go up it. <laughs> <laughs> so, afraid of snakes, big doubter did not go up on Angel's Landing with you. I see. No, no, he didn't want to summit. And mm-hmm. um, the beautiful thing about Angel's Landing during this time it was uh, the lockdown, and so. I hope I can't get in trouble for this now. I mean, so much time has passed, but it was closed. There's got to be a statute of limitations. Right? Yeah. (laughs) There was, but I have to shout out the, so they had a a chain, one little wimpy chain and a Mm -hmm. sign that said, uh, you know, it's closed. And it was like federal, blah, 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 number, number. And I was like, I did not come all this way to Utah to not, you know, summit. And the reason I want to make this point is I met this other gentleman down there who was waiting for his fiance. So the only other two people I saw on top of Angel's Landy were women. We all went up and the men so were awesome. down waiting for us. <laughs> so that was an awesome like experience. Um, and then I saw, you know, when you do the research, it gets pretty crowded there. In fact, I think 
it's now turning into a Yosemite kind of situation where you have to reserve your spot because I've it gets that. so crowded. Yeah. And there's a part of Angel's Landing where you're grabbing on a chain to keep yourself from falling to your death. And I could see why they closed that the, the peak because it's COVID. Remember, you weren't supposed to touch anything that other people were touching. But mm -hmm. there were three of us on that beautiful morning and it was breathtaking and... And I didn't die. And so, so Alicia, did you follow Alicia? Did you follow the health regulations and not touch the chain? I did touch the chain okay. and I wore my, my mask as much as I could, but it's a lot of huffing and puffing. Yeah. And I just didn't touch my face afterward. And I didn't eat anything with my hands and smart. You have your sanitizer. And mm -hmm. I felt like if I was supposed to die at that time, I would have fallen off. It wasn't going to, it wasn't going to be COVID. So oh, thank goodness. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be ironic? You survived. I know. You survived Angel's Landing, but uh, the bug COVID from you. the chain. Yeah. Yeah. And they even have a little sign up there that's like 10 people and someone scratched it off and was like 11 people have died hiking this, trying to discourage us. And I was like, we're all going to die. What oh, that was like uh, <laughs> That sign for Havasu Pai, remember it said the base of Mooney Falls. No, yeah, and it said go enter at your own risk or something. And I was all picture. Wait, so did Whitney. Whitney's like, good luck. Like if you get hurt, we're not coming for you. Sorry. I sense a theme. The pro tip insight of the week. Ladies, you know where we are? Where? We're at that time of the episode where I turn to you and ask for your pro tip inside of the week. What bit of trail wisdom can you share with our listeners to make their next outdoor experience even better? And I'm really excited because we get three pro tips this week. Okay. So who's going to go first? I'm going to go first as the planner. Okay. okay. I'm going to say weather, weather, weather. Triple check that weather. Check it on the weather channel. Check it on the apps. Check it on the all trails for the people that were just there. They'll be able to tell you if there was patches of ice or snow to look out for. Check the weather. Always prepare for the worst, but check the weather before you go. And if you're not checking the weather, read the email of the girl that sends out <laughs> the weather. <laughs> Don't skim it. <laughs> Great pro tip. Thank you very much, Chrissy. Who's next? I'll do... Uh, water. I ran out of water once and it is not fun. We actually took it from the ground and we treated it. And Alicia and I drank from it. Remember, Christina, mm -hmm. we drank from it. I have enough water. <laughs> we drank from it. And uh, I always carry tablets on me. Even if you're like, we researched where there was going to be water and there wasn't when we got there. And it uh, was funky. Remember it was like broken or something. Yeah. What so I'm going to go with always have a water filter or tablets or something to put in because yeah. water is a, we have tablets, straws, like, yeah, definitely. Okay. Another good one. All right, Alicia, the pressure's on you. <laughs> um, gosh, I did not, read this part um <laughs> well you can she skimmed your email she can't go back to bomb i skimmed it okay i'm gonna just go back to again i i'm like the hippy dippy one like be mindful of why you're out there 
right? Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people spend a lot of time in buildings, right? And, And shopping has become America's pastime. And if you could get outdoors in this beautiful country we live in, in this beautiful state we live in, I'm telling you, you will change your attitude. Even for that little amount of time, you're out on a trail and, and start kids young and take your elders and remember and, and, and remember who was there before us, right? Like, I mean, these trails have been walked by indigenous cultures and people way before us, way before John Muir. So I always take a little bit of time to be mindful. And I'm lucky that I get to hike with two women. We, we, we enjoy the journey, not just the peak, not just the views, not just the Insta posts. Like you take the time to listen to the birds, to hug trees. Um, It's, it really is for our mental health. And I encourage everybody to get out there and not all peaks are scary and not all hikes are scary. There are trails for everybody, every age, every, um, you know, every side. And not all snakes are scary. And not all snakes are scary. Leave them alone and they'll leave you alone. <laughs> well said, Alicia. What, it's, what a metaphor, right? It's, it's, it's not the destination. It's the journey, Absolutely. right? And, and that applies to just about everything, not just trails, not just hiking, but, right. uh, but life. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the moment while you're in it. It's the journey. It's the journey. Very good. We like the disconnection when we're out there. Mm. I mean, even we're not always talking to each other. Sometimes we're just in our Mm. own head figuring stuff out. Mm -hmm. But it's just the the fact of getting from point A to B and that's all you're worried about. And you're grateful for some shade or some sunshine and water. Mm -hmm. And it's just so simple. It's like the simple life. And I would say we're grateful. I, I know I am like to, to be strong, to be, to have this ability Mm -hmm. to slow down as I've gotten older. Um, because it makes you feel strong to be out there and to be able to go from, you know, through that whole journey. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So there you have it. That's it. This episode is just about in the books. Hope our listeners enjoyed our time with LA moms. Want to thank them for joining us this week. Ladies, how can our listeners keep up with you on social media and where can they find updates on your latest adventures? Uh, IG. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you can say yours because you're doing Everest Base Camp. Oh, yeah. I'm LL Bowie. And Chrissy underscore Dad. Um, my name, Alicia Dalvaye, but it's spelled funky. A-L-Y-S-H-A. <laughs> Dalvaye at Gmail. I'm oh, sorry. That's my email. At, uh, Instagram. <laughs> Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> okay. So we post all of our hikes um, together single. When we couple up and do them, we post all of our hikes. Yeah. Do you have an LA mom's Instagram account? We do not. We, oh. we did it actually. We just didn't follow through with it. We had all these plans. Mm-hmm. But we did. But, but think about it. Think about it. It's more time on the computer and less time hiking. Yes. So <laughs> it was just reading something today that um, adults, in America are spending over 90% of their time indoors, indoors. We're not meant to be indoors. No, no. So uh, it's, yep. we, we spend our time outdoors. This is why mental health is such a problem right now. Absolutely. All right. Remember to check out the pod on social media as well. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Don't forget TikTok. Any, <laughs> any TikTok, TikTok accounts? Yeah. Okay. I do. 
Okay. I'm new though, but okay. <laughs> and you, if you have uh, comments or clips you want to share, you can also send those to me at johnfreakymira at gmail.com. The Adventure Media Recommendation. Ladies, I'm also looking to you to share a recommendation for a book, a movie, documentary, some for, some form of uh, adventure media to keep our listeners connected to the trail in the off season. Uh, what do you have for us? We call us our adventure media I love the movie Wild. Okay. okay I love that book. I read that book yes. first. That book first. We love that. That resonated with us. I think that was kind of what the book inspired me to want to do a section of the PCT. Me too, because we were both like struggling mm-hmm. with like a situation and... The trail just gave us clarity. The trail helps you figure things out. It does. Absolutely. It does. Then it made us like feel stronger too. Mm-hmm. Alicia, what about you? So again, I did not prepare for this. <laughs> the first thing that came to mind and do not make fun is one of my favorite books. And we were just discussing this in my new place that I just moved into. It is Winnie the Pooh, A Walk in the Woods. And it's all about mindfulness and the very short little themes and Pooh Bear is a badass. And he knew about being conscious of your surrounding and just letting things go and being mindful. And there's also another book and I think it's Holden Fudge. I could go grab it off my bookshelf, but it's about the Tarahumara, the hike, well, scramblers, hikers, marathon runners from Northern Chihuahua, which is where Chrissy and I, our family is from. Mm -hmm. And I always say, because um, I get my feet get called India feet, but I'm like, we're Billy goats. It's in our DNA. And so that's an awesome book too. It's a journalist that could not get running uh, tips here in the States. He goes to Chihuahua, spends time with the, um, the uh, families that have been there for generations, pre-revolution and learns to run and hike through Copper Canyon, Northern Chihuahua, which is bigger than the Grand Canyon, by the way. Wow. So that's an awesome book as well. Okay, great. Thank you for that. Uh, you just you just reminded me. You said uh, a walk in the woods, but you said you said with Pooh. There's also another book called A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson about his his hike on the Appalachian Trail, which is uh, awesome. a h- hilarious read. He is he's a a, a very funny guy. Uh, they made a movie out of it with Nick Nolte and was it John Candy maybe uh, as oh the, as, as the friend. So uh, it's it's a good one to check out. And then also today, as we are talking today. In this interview, the episode that came out today on the John Freaking Muir Pod was Alone in Wonderland by Christine Reed. Fantastic book, trail memoir about her trip on the Wonderland Trail, which circumnavigates Mount Rainier. Great read for anybody out there looking oh, for, a, for a big book. Wonderful. Yeah. And really talking I'll about it from the, 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 uh, the female perspective of being out on the trail by herself. And so as a, you know, we talk about, yeah, we talk about, you know, as guys, you know, we, there are certain things we don't think about when we get ready and we're preparing for a trail and we're out there on the trail. Uh, some things we just don't, you know, don't cross our minds. And for the female perspective, it, it's uh, very, very different. And they have the three of you may have different thoughts out there about, you know, is, am I, uh, am I doing the right things? Am I safe? Is it, you know, who is this guy who's approaching me? I mean, there's other, there's all kinds of, of uh, things. Or that, being moms and leaving your kids. Yeah, true. Home with your dad or, mm-hmm. I mean, you're always supposed to be there, but um, right. mm-hmm. uh, my kids totally support. Yeah, I, actually, all of our kids support us. Fantastic. Um, hiking. They, they like it. <laughs> okay. What have we not asked you? 
Before we wrap things up, I've got one more segment for you called, what have I not asked you that you're dying to tell us about? Did we leave anything out here? What do we miss? Um, I think we covered most everything. And I will just go back to what you just said about how we see things differently and are we safe? Mm -hmm. I, I cannot even tell you how many times just different men that we run into where we talk about our adventures with have said, how don't you, do you girls feel safe without a man? Like, well, what do we need that man for? Just mm-hmm. the three of us. What do we need that man for to feel safe? Um, I I think that um, the whole mansplaining thing of saying that we need a man on the trail to be mm-hmm. safe. We shouldn't go out there as women or, um, you know, to try to explain to us how dangerous a little baby gopher snake is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think that's a little bit frustrating. I think we should be past that by now. I mean, yeah. what year is this? Yep. And Christine Reed, her perspective, her, her point in Alone on Wonder, in Wonderland was about uh, being in, being raised in a culture of fear, you know, stranger danger and don't trust anybody, uh, especially from the female perspective. And then being out alone on the trail and having to kind of realize that that is, that is not the, the, uh, the scheme we should be coming from. That's the yes, very that's first the thing we talked about mm-hmm. is how the hiker situation, the hiker vibe, the hiker. Right. I mean, ladies, right? Like that's, we constantly yeah. tell people the, the vibe of hikers is not like anything else we've done. I mean, we're snowboarders, you know, we, uh, it's not the same. Nothing is as good as hiking so far in my yeah. life. No, we learned about <laughs> our first outing and the people that you meet are amazing. I don't know if we've covered that. That's what I meant. Like the vibe of people hiking is always, um, so kind. Everyone's yes. just so kind. The supportive, kind, sharings, you know. We met this girl on um one of the Channel Islands. We just went for the weekend. I had a really bad oh, week. Yes. And we met a girl um that was camping by herself. She was in, in the Marines. Wounded Warrior. Wounded Warriors project. program. And we kind of just like hung out with her for the day. And a few months later, she came to the Bridge to Nowhere for my birthday and bungee jumped with us. Yes. <laughs> so we've met some people. We've kept up with them. Um, the people that we meet on the trail... Oh my gosh, they're amazing. The The culture is just different than the people that you're meeting in your day-to-day errands around town or, um, it, it could even be the smallest thing as when we're hiking, everyone says, good morning, good afternoon. Hi, mm-hmm. how's it going? I can't recall anything else we do on our daily lives where that happens. Am I right guys? Like I, yeah, I just, yeah, feel or like- anybody offering help, like everybody wants to help each other. It's yeah. a really good vibe out there. Hikers. Hikers rule. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's a, it's a common, a common occurrence for people to be on the, on a long trail, like the PCT for, you know, months on end and meet a stranger, you know, and within five minutes, they're telling each other stuff that they haven't told their families. You know, they're, they're yes. divulging yes. deep, dark secrets and uh, everyone's figuring something out in their yeah. head. I, that's right. what we came across. And we just loved that. It was like such a like-minded and everybody wants to share, like right. everybody wants to share with you. Even if it's your last tortilla and <laughs> M&Ms, you're like sharing. Sharing is caring. Yep. So, so the whole culture is amazing. And I don't, I don't know if anybody will know that until you get out into it and experience it for yourself. Amen. Okay. Well, that is a wrap from the John Freaking Mirror Studio. Any shout outs to friends and family, ladies? Um, I'm going to tell Tia Leo, um, my cousin Alicia's dad, see, don't worry about us. Don't worry about us, Tia Leo. We got it. 
<laughs> he still worries. Every I hike know. is like my last hike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shouting out my husband, my kids, and our wolf pack who always supports us, group of women. They don't like to exercise. They like to drink with us, but they're always supporting our adventures. <laughs> Um, I would like to shout out everyone that we've ever met that has smiled, said a kind word. I hope that you've encountered the same from us. And for anyone else who's looking forward to maybe their first hike or nervous about hiking, do not be intimidated. Again, there's so many hikes out here, even just in Southern California. We live in the best state. Um, And maybe we'll see you out there. Look for our hats. And you'll know, oh, hey, yeah. those, that's Ellie Moms. And know that we're going to be smiling. If we have our last tortilla, we're going to give it to you. <laughs> they, they might share their wine too, if you ask right. <laughs> we will definitely share our wine we'll and we always bring that extra cup of noodles. Yes, okay. Maruchan all day. <laughs> all right. Thank you for tuning in. Always remember the trail is the trail. It doesn't care if you want to go downhill. It doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. It doesn't even care if you're at the top of Whitney with a broken leg. The trail (laughs) is the trail. Embrace the suck. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. Every once in a while, it's fun to go with, like, just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.